Hello, hello, Jen Amos here, a Gold Star daughter, military families advocate, and your host of the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. This show is intended to be educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com or check out our growing list of resources at our website, thespousebenefitplan.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, welcome back. It's been some time. I know. I actually thought that I was going to release this episode shortly after episode six, titled What's Your Monthly Barrel of Wine Worth? which was a case study for an 05 retiring at 20 years. And the reason why it's been some time since that last episode is I've actually been very preoccupied working with Scott, my husband, and our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth, to update our website. You know, just with every business, we are ever evolving and we have been working on our site to reflect how we continue to improve our offerings to our clients. And this is actually a spoiler alert for you as to what we're going to be talking about in our upcoming episodes. But you can jump ahead now if you'd like by visiting our sponsor's website, usvetwealth.com. Once again, that's spelled U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. Now, as a quick recap of episode six, what's your monthly barrel of wine worth? Case study of the 05 retiring at 20 years. We were able to turn our winery analogy that I have been teaching you all from the very beginning into actual real dollars by doing an in-depth walkthrough of calculating the estimated retire pay for an 05 retiring at 20 years with the high three calculator. If you haven't written down your numbers just yet, this is the perfect opportunity to calculate the following so that you can follow alongside Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's numbers. So as a recap, these are the numbers that I highly recommend that you write down. Your estimated annual retired pay, your monthly retired pay, i.e. your monthly barrel of wine, your total retirement benefit, that big number, also what I describe as what your winery could look like, and what your monthly barrel of wine is based off of, and of course, the present value, which is what your winery looks like today and the lump sum amount that civilians need to have in order to receive your monthly barrel of wine. Today, we will play out what happens to Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard should he decide to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Specifically, we're going to focus on if he decides to keep it. Of course, if you are interested in jumping ahead, feel free to visit our sponsor's website, usvetwealth.com, to download our free white papers titled Navigate Your Retirement Pay and Survivor Benefit Plan Alternatives to learn more. Our white papers are available for the following ranks, E7, E8, E9, O5, and O6. And once again, they are available to download for free, no email opt-in necessary, at usvetwealth.com. 
For our service members at the rank of E7, E8, E9, O5, and O6, it's a fact that you've invested decades to earn your military pension. At US Vet Wealth, we ensure that you don't wait another 20 years for your second retirement. We do this by showing you how to privatize your military retirement pay. However you want the next chapter of your life to look like, whether it's getting that supplementary paycheck because you want to work, not because you have to work, starting a business, or you know what? Taking a break before figuring out your next career or adventure. Privatizing your military pension will give you the ability to decide what autonomy and impact and work-life balance looks like for you in post-military life. So once again, I encourage you, if you just want to jump ahead and you are tired of waiting for Jen to publish these episodes, go ahead and download these free white papers titled Navigate Your Retirement Pay and Survivor Benefit Plan Alternatives on our sponsor's website, usvetwealth.com. That's usvetwealth.com. It's free and no email opt-in necessary. So if you didn't hear it the first time, let me go ahead and hint again. The keyword here is privatizing. Privatizing your military pension as a way to protect 100% of your military pension, which of course we'll get into more detail in upcoming episodes. One last thing before we answer the question, what happens to Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's military pension should he decide to keep the survivor benefit plan? I'd like to elaborate more on two terms that have been brought up in our recent episodes, today's dollars and future dollars. If you're hearing about these terms for the first time, you're probably wondering, today's dollars and future dollars, there's a difference? Can't dollars just be dollars? Well, of course, by now, I hope that you understand that your military pension is more than just a monthly retired pay. And so understanding today's dollars and future dollars is crucial to understanding why your monthly retired pay is more than a monthly retired pay and how to determine whether or not it's important for you and your family to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Actually, as I explain what today's dollars are, I recommend that you pull up the high three calculator and plug in your numbers to figure out your estimated retired pay. I know that you already wrote this down, but the graph on the site will make more sense to our discussion later in this episode. Also, you'll get to see straight from the DOD website how they define today's dollars. All right, once you get to calculating what your estimated retired pay is, and you see that big graph that shows your military pension and how it grows for the next 30 years, I recommend that you go to the top of that graph and read the definition of today's dollars. So here it is. Today's dollars display what the projected benefits would be worth in today's dollars. Now, I know, of course, if you're trying to define a word by using the same word in the definition, it doesn't make sense, right? Well, that's what I thought too. So let me actually backtrack to talk about future dollars first, which I think it'll help all of us better understand what today's dollars mean. While you are still on the high three calculator page, On the right side of today's dollars, you can also see future dollars. Go ahead and hover over that button in which you will see the definition pop up. So future dollars, according to the DOD site here, future dollars reflect the estimated amounts you can expect to receive or spend when you retire. These amounts include projected pay increases. The keyword here is projected pay increases. According to the basic pay table and growth rates, in which you can actually read more about when you scroll to the bottom of the high three calculator page, 
to the section that says more info, learn more about assumptions and limitations of this calculator, it reads the following. Basic pay table and growth rates. The High 3 calculator uses the current military pay chart. Future military pay increases, excluding promotion and longevity increases, are projected from the DOD Future Year Defense Program, also known as FYDP for short. Military pay raises beyond the FYDP will use the Board of Actuaries' annual across-the-board basic pay assumption, currently at 3.25% per year. Other projections to consider in understanding future dollars is COLA, cost of living adjustments. The calculator uses future military retirement system COLA, once again, cost of living adjustments, COLA rates as projected by the Office Management and Budget, OMD, for the immediate five calendar years. COLAs beyond the most immediate five years will use the DOD Board of Actuaries annual inflation assumption of 2.75% per year. So now that you have a general understanding of basic pay table and growth rates, as well as cost of living adjustments, basically future dollars takes into consideration projected pay increases and annual inflation. Now with today's dollars, projected pay increases and inflation are not taken into consideration. Hence, today's dollars display what the projected benefits would be worth in today's dollars. So hopefully it makes sense to hear the word today's dollars in the definition of today's dollars. Once again, let me remind you that if any of this is confusing, <laughs> I highly recommend that you schedule a call with our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com. Another way to look at this is according to fidelity.com, future dollars and today's dollars are different ways of viewing values over time. Both ways are correct means of presenting values. The difference is that future dollar values illustrate how a current expense would grow over time, taking into account the effects of projected inflation. So in our case, how does your military pension grow over time with projected pay increases and annual inflation? To see how this visually plays out, take a look at your high three calculator. If you were to switch your estimated retired pay from today's dollars to future dollars, you would have noticed that your estimated annual military pension increases every single year, and that's because of the projected pay increases and annual inflation. Also something to note for later, this will be more relevant in upcoming episodes, but you'll notice that the present value number stays the same in both today's dollars and future dollars because it's based on today's dollars, in which projected pay increases and inflation are not taken into consideration. All right, there you have it. I hope that you know and have a better understanding of the difference between today's dollars and future dollars. What I'm going to do now is continue on with our case study, which once again, as a reminder, if you want to get more in-depth and read about Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's situation, you can go ahead and download our white paper, especially for the 05 serving 20 years at usvetwealth.com. Once again, that's usvetwealth.com. And the reason why I keep mentioning these resources is because I know that hearing this verbally may not be as impactful as seeing it visually. All right, so let's go ahead and do a recap of Lieutenant Colonel Howard, who is an 05 serving 20 years. Now get your pen and paper ready. And if you already have your numbers next to you, like I mentioned at the beginning, be sure to have that available as well. Rick Howard's annual retired pay is $57,829. 
his monthly retired pay, basically when his annual retired pay gets divided into 12 months, turns out to be $4,819.08. Keep in mind that the military retired pay is what most people understand, what most people know about, and it's from our winery analogy as your monthly barrel of wine. Moving on, Rick Howard's total retirement benefit in today's dollars is $1,739,677. Remember that the total retirement benefit is your annual retired pay over 30 years, what your annual and monthly retired pay is based off of, and what your winery could look like in today's dollars. Now here's where it gets a little tricky because we talked about the total retirement benefit in today's dollars We'll now talk about it in future dollars. Now, future dollars is relevant when you want to project pay increases and annual inflation. So for Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard, his total retirement benefit in future dollars is $2,533,750. Last but not least, the present value of his estimated military retirement pension is one million. $403,143. A little bit more about the present value. As a reminder, should civilians want to get your monthly retired pay, which for Rick Howard would be $4,819.08, they would have to have his present value of the amount of $1,403,143 in their bank today in order to earn his annual and monthly retired pay. I know I haven't dove into the present value just yet. I know I keep bringing it up. (laughs) I'm asking you to keep this in the back of your mind one more time because I promise you we will talk about the present value in an upcoming episode. But for now, we have to get through the most known numbers, such as the monthly retired pay, for us to really understand and appreciate what this present value is about. And remember, these numbers are really calculated over 30 years because it takes 30 years to pay off the survivor benefit plan. If you want a recap on how we were able to calculate these numbers, I highly encourage you to listen to the last episode. Now, I bring up these numbers because these are real numbers, y'all. We didn't make these numbers up. If you are an 05 serving 20 years and plan on retiring soon, these are the actual numbers that you can look up straight on the website. And when you calculate your data in the high three calculator, I hope that you know by now that we are really trying to work with you to understand what all these calculations on the government website are about so that you can understand, first and foremost, the value of your military retired pay. All right, now that we have all of those numbers, let's go ahead and talk about how your monthly retired pay plays into the survivor benefit plan. Now that we have all of these numbers, especially our monthly retired pay of $4,819.08, This is what a retiree is going to receive for the rest of their lifetime, should no other factors come into play. This is their monthly retired pay, $4,819.08. Finally, finally, am I able to help you answer the question in real numbers? Well, what if the retiree dies? What if the survivor benefit plan has to kick in? Now, if you need to take a breath, inhale. And exhale. All right, here we go. In order for us to calculate what could happen should the retiree pass away and the survivor benefit plan kicks in, this is assuming that a couple had decided to not opt out of the survivor benefit plan. 
Because the truth is, if you don't opt out, it's automatic. The survivor benefit plan is something you automatically pay into. And remember, this means that if you have 100 cups of wine every single month for the rest of your life from that monthly barrel of wine, the government takes 6.5 cups of wine to pay into the survivor benefit premium so that should anything happen to the retiree that the spouse receives only 55 cups of wine if the survivor benefit plan kicks in. We are now going to turn those cups of wine into actual numbers. I do want to remind you that this is all estimated projected numbers, which is why I'm giving you the tools directly in the show notes of this episode so that you can look this up for yourself and see as we follow Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's journey in understanding what happens to his military pension should anything happen to him and the survivor benefit plan has to kick in. All right, so let's go ahead and calculate these numbers. Let's start by downloading a spreadsheet straight from the DOD Office of the Actuary, in which we're going to be providing in the show notes here, like I mentioned. And so what you want to do is visit the DOD Office of the Actuary, go to the Survivor Benefit Plan section of the website, and download the Excel sheet that is named the Survivor Benefit Plan Subsidy, or SBP Subsidy for short. Of course, you can shortcut it by downloading the Excel sheet straight from the show notes of this episode. So you're welcome. <laughs> a little bit about the Survivor Benefit Plan subsidy. This program shows what proportion of Survivor Benefit Plan benefits are subsidized by the Department of Defense. When you enter your relevant information, such as your retirement date, you and your spouse's date of birth, your Survivor Benefit Plan election, and some financial data, the program estimates the percentage of your survivor benefit coverage that is paid by the DOD, the value of your survivor benefit plan benefits, and how much SBP adds to the value of your retired pay. So that's what it says on the website. This is what I'm going to say. While the program explains how much the DOD is going to help pay for the survivor benefit plan coverage, I'll be highlighting how much you'll actually be paying into it because I think that's what we all care about. Well, how much am I paying into it? Like, how much does it cost, right? <laughs> also, I will highlight in clear numbers how much your spouse is going to receive every month should anything happen to you in comparison to the service member's estimated retired pay. Alrighty, let's walk through the SBP subsidy program together. I'll be plugging in the information of Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's information that I mentioned at the beginning. I want to encourage you that as I am plugging in his numbers, feel free to plug in your numbers and follow along. I will be verbally walking you through this spreadsheet. I highly recommend that you're in front of a computer for this. Yes, we will provide a video walkthrough soon. I know that sometimes it's easier to see this as opposed to hear it. So please be on the lookout for that video walkthrough in the show notes of this episode. It will be there eventually if it's not there already. And also, you know, always a good reminder to let you know that you could always contact our sponsor directly to talk to our financial experts or download our white papers at usvetwealth.com. All right. So with the SBP subsidy program, we are going to start with the personal tab and feel free to read the message from the chief actuary. It'll give you an idea of their intent for the SBP subsidy. We are going to officially start at the personal tab and we're going to plug in Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's information, such as his name, his gender, his spouse's gender, the date in which he entered service. And to just keep this a bit general, we're going to choose the month January, but he initially entered the service in 2003. So we're plugging in January 1st, 2003. 
the date of his retirement, January 1st, 2023, which is 20 years later, his date of birth, January 1st, 1980, his spouse's date of birth, which is January 1st, 1981, basically one year younger than Rick Howard. The year is more important than the month. That is why we're just going with January. Of course, in your situation, you can input your actual month and date for the boxes in this tab. With those numbers plugged in, we are now going to move over to the career tab. In this tab, we are going to input Rick Howard's retired monthly pay of $4,819.08. For the SBP base amount, we are also going to plug in the same numbers. For Rick Howard's type of retirement, we're choosing non-disabled regular. And for his personal category, we are selecting officer and we are electing no to the career status bonus. Once again, you can answer this based on your situation. Now that we have those numbers plugged in into the career tab, we are now going to move to the retiree assumptions tab. Now this section could be a little bit tricky. The first two questions are asking you, what is your tax bracket while paying premiums? And what tax bracket will your surviving spouse be in? We highly recommend that you speak with your tax preparer about this. For now, this is what the program has to say about tax brackets. So in regards to tax bracket, SBP premiums, which become monthly reductions in your retired pay, are not taxable. SBP benefits, on the other hand, are taxable income to your surviving spouse. One of the many benefits of the SBP is that in most cases, your income is higher when you are paying premiums than when you are receiving an annuity. Thus, the premiums can be deducted at a higher tax rate than the annuity will be taxed as income. You may enter any tax rate between 0 and 99%. And of course, for the sake of simplicity, we will be using the tax rate of 0% for both Rick Howard and his spouse. Once again, I do encourage you to speak with your tax preparer to determine what your tax rate is, but for, but for the sake of this presentation, we are going to put in 0% for both Rick Howard and his spouse. Now, the next part's a little bit easier. In regards to the inflation rate and the interest rate, we will go with the standard assumptions according to economics. Now, according to the economics, which you can find these definitions in the last tab in the SBP subsidy program, this program uses standard assumptions for one, the interest rate that is used to determine the present value of future payments, and for two, the future rate of growth in the cost of living to which your retired pay, SBP premiums, and survivor benefits are indexed. These rates apply to a period in the future that can extend as much as 70 years. The DOD Office of the Actuary uses the following rates 4% in interest rate and 2.5% for the cost of living index, also known as inflation. Any change in the above rates can substantially affect the benefit values this program calculates, especially if the rates are changed independently. Now, remember that these are not exact numbers. They describe this as the retiree assumptions as a reminder that these numbers are estimated based on certain assumptions. For the sake of this presentation, we are going to go with their standard assumption of 4% interest rate and 2.5% cost of living index. Essentially, I wouldn't touch the numbers that they already provide in this program. Okay, in wrapping up the retiree assumptions, the purpose of these assumptions is that it will give us an estimated idea of how much the survivor benefit plan will be paid by the government 
and the survivor benefit cost and benefits to you. Moving on to the next tab, the subsidy tab. The value of subsidy benefits, premiums, and government subsidy at different coverage amounts for your name. A little bit about this section. The government subsidy is the percentage of your SBP benefits that are paid by the government. For a base amount of $4,819, which is the monthly retired pay for Rick Howard, the government will be paying 28.5% of the value of your spouse's SBP benefits, and you will only have to pay 71.5% of the costs. This tab basically explains how much of the survivor benefit is paid by the government should the service member pass away. And, you know, as nice as this is, I think that we're more concerned about skipping ahead to what you actually care about the most, which is how much does the survivor benefit plan cost you and is the benefit of that cost worth it? So let's move on to the most important tab now that we have plugged in all of our numbers in the initial tabs. We're now going to the cost and benefits tab. Assuming that you've automatically signed up for the survivor benefit plan, we are now going to see how the numbers calculate in the cost and benefits tab. First and foremost, this tab is titled Costs, Benefits, and Lifetime Value of the Survivor Benefit Plan at Selected Times for Your Name and Family. This section shows values after one month, one year, five-year increments, and up to the age of 100. Now, for the sake of this conversation today, because we were plugging in numbers based on a 30-year life expectancy, because that's how long you're expected to pay for the Survivor Benefit Plan, we are going to discuss the numbers from the time that Rick Howard retires in 2023 to 30 years later when he's done paying for the survivor benefit plan, which would be 73 years old. So if you are looking at the spreadsheet and looking at the cost and benefits tab, we are going to look at the numbers up until 2053, which is when Rick Howard is 73 years old. All right, lots to cover, and I hope that you are following along. If I sound a little robotic, it's because I'm trying to be very mindful <laughs> of how I am explaining this. So thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for listening along and thank you for investing in yourself. All right. So let's do a quick overview of this graph for cost and benefits. The first column you see is the year, starting with Rick Howard, who is planning to retire and how the cost and benefit and lifetime value of the survivor benefit plan increases or decreases every year. The next column, you have Rick's age. The column following after is his spouse's age. The column after is the annual cost after taxes to retire. The next column after the spouse's age is the annual cost after taxes to retiree, which is also known as the survivor benefit plan premiums, which amount to 6.5% of your military pension. The column afterward is the cumulative cost after taxes to the retiree. And the column after is the annual benefit after taxes for the spouse, starting when Rick passes away. And lastly, the lifetime value of the benefit if the member dies in a given year. Now, remember at the beginning of this episode when I talked about today's dollars versus future dollars? As you may notice, the numbers are increasing every year because in this spreadsheet, we are looking at future dollars, which includes interest rates and inflation. The way that your military pension projects pay increases and annual inflation. If you go back to the retiree assumptions and put 0% for inflation rate and interest rate, you will see the subsidy and cost benefits tab with today's dollars. So just a little fun fact for you there. 
We are looking at your cost and benefits in future dollars in this spreadsheet. Now that I have given you an overview of the cost and benefits tab, we're going to sit in this tab for basically the remainder of our conversation today because there's so much to interpret with these numbers. Let's go ahead and look at the annual cost after taxes to retiree a little bit more deeply. As a reminder, the annual cost after taxes to retiree is the survivor benefit plan premiums of 6.5% of your military pension. Which, by the way, this annual cost gets taken out of Rick Howard's military pension of $57,829 before he gets paid. And keeping inflation and interest rates in mind, even though the annual benefit increases, so does the survivor benefit plan premiums increase as well. I'm going to make this more relevant by going back to our winery analogy of the monthly barrel of wine, which for Howard, it would be $57,829 divided by 12 months, coming out to be $4,819.08. Okay, so with his monthly retired pay in mind, his monthly barrel of wine, let's take a look at that annual cost after taxes to the retiree which in 2023 will come out to be $3,759. Divide that by 12 months, you're looking at $313.24 a month for survivor benefit plan premiums. And that's just the minimum. It continues to increase with inflation and interest rates. So what we're really saying is that $313.24 is the 6.5 cups of wine that get taken from Rick Howard's 100 cups of wine a month to pay for the survivor benefit plan. When he finally receives his monthly barrel of wine, he's not getting $4,819.08. When you subtract the premium of $313, he's only going to be receiving $4,505.83. So, this is a good example of he is receiving his monthly barrel of wine but he's only seeing his monthly barrel of wine well after the survivor benefit plan premiums have been deducted. Annually, especially starting with the year of 2023, the annual SBP premium is going to come out to be $3,759. But as the years go on, it'll increase up to $7,836 by the time he's 73 years old. So think about it that way. You start off, and if you're looking at the spreadsheet, you're starting from $3,759 annually to 30 years later, if you're still alive and you're still paying into this, that SBP premium increases to $7,836. That's what this column means. All right, moving on to the next column, which is cumulative cost after taxes to the retiree. Now, what I want you to do here is in the last one, I was kind of helping you see the numbers build up. In this column, I want you to take note of the cost in the year of 2053, how much Rick will be paying into the SPP if he's still alive. This is the total cost he's going to be paying in a lifetime, which comes out to be $164,381 throughout his lifetime. Once again, in the 30 years that he pays into the survivor benefit plan, it's going to come out to $164,381. Now, 
So let that sit for a little bit. This is how much he's going to be paying into throughout his lifetime, throughout the 30 years of paying into the survivor benefit plan premiums. And I hate to imagine this, but since we're already talking about this talk, I'm going to get into it. The other question to consider here is, well, that may be great that Rick is paying into this, but what if the spouse passes away before the service member? Spoiler alert, the benefit disappears and you'll have paid into the survivor benefit plan for nothing. All right, moving on into the next column, the next important column, the annual benefit after taxes for the spouse starting when Rick passes away. Keep in mind that this column is showing you 55% of the military pension. It doesn't say it, but if you do the math, it's basically 55% of the military pension. Now, given if Rick passes before his spouse anytime between the year 2023 to 2053, a 30-year time span, his spouse will receive anywhere from $31,806 to $66,308 annually. I want you to take extra note of the year 2053 when the spouse receives $66,308 annually in the SBP benefit. And to her benefit, at least on the surface, (laughs) it'll continue to increase until she's 100 years old, in which the survivor benefit plan benefit will pay her out $132,384 annually. Man, on a spreadsheet, these numbers are significant. This is where the phrase might come in. My husband's worth more dead than he is alive. (laughs) But don't let the spreadsheet fool you. Don't check it off your list just yet without comparing these numbers to your annual military retired pay in future dollars. By the way, I don't think you're thinking that, but if you are, then, you know, it's not uncommon. (laughs) It's not uncommon to think that your husband is worth more dead than he is alive. All right, moving on. Even if you are already looking at this annual benefit of $66,000, now for some families, that $66,000 of annual benefit may look great. Some, it may not. And if it doesn't, I know that some can argue that a spouse can simply just get a job or try to find other sources of income to supplement this SBP benefit. What we really need to keep in mind is how much the spouse could have had should we had 100% of the military pension instead of just 55% of the pension. Even if on the surface, 55% of the military pension is tolerable, which if you ask me, it's not, but if it is, I think the one way to best explain this to the spouse is, yes, this is how much you're getting every single year. But what are you actually losing if you don't choose to protect 100% of your military pension? Well, that's a great question, because what I have done is I have decided to compare the annual benefit of the survivor benefit plan every year to the annual pension that has been calculated from the high three calculator. Check the show notes of this episode later on to get my video explanation of this. In the meantime, I will verbally walk you through what I'm talking about. Do you still have your high three calculator window open? If so, great, because now we're going to compare the annual survivor benefit plan benefit to the service member's military pension. We will see in actual numbers the real difference between a monthly barrel of wine 
that delivers 55 cups of wine every month. In this case, it's the survivor benefit plan benefit versus 100 cups of wine every month, also known as your military retired pay. Even if on the surface, 55% makes sense, I challenge you to do the math and answer this question. How much are you actually losing if you don't choose to protect 100% of your military pension? At this point, I encourage you to still have the SBP subsidy program open and your high three calculator in future dollars open as well. At this moment, I'm actually looking at a graph in front of me in which I will share visually in an upcoming video demonstration. I will now be matching the annual survivor benefit plan for spouses from the SBP subsidy program to Rick Howard's annual pension from the high three calculator based on the year. So here's what I'm thinking. Unfortunately, and maybe by design, this requires some independent work to have the SBP subsidy program and the high three calculator open at the same time just to compare estimated numbers. There is no DOD calculator or program that shares these numbers side by side. I am manually doing this all for you. Essentially, what I'm going to be doing now is comparing the 55 cups of wine to the 100 cups of wine that the spouse could have had, depending on the military couple's choice to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Let me remind you now that Rick Howard's estimated annual pension is based off of the high three calculator, which is 57,829 annually, starting in the year of 2023. Now, pay attention. In the year 2023, should anything happen to Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard, that annual pension of $57,000 reduces, thanks to the survivor benefit plan, reduces to $31,806. Once again, should the survivor benefit plan kick in because Rick Howard had unfortunately lost his life, his military pension reduces from down to $31,806 for the spouse and the family. Now, I know that this sounds like a lot of numbers, and I hope that you're writing it down to make it easier. And I'm verbally repeating myself for the sake of repetition so that we can understand this together. Now, based on the calculations we made in the Survivor Benefit Plan subsidy program, should anything happen to the retiree, the surviving spouse is going to receive an annual benefit of $31,000. Now, had they protected 100% of the pension, the spouse is supposed to receive the full annual pension, which would have been $57,000. At this point, I think it would be a great opportunity to talk about opportunity cost. Now, what does opportunity cost mean? An opportunity cost is the loss of a potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. What it's really saying is that, what do you lose out on if you choose to keep the survivor benefit plan, if you choose to not opt out, if you choose to let the survivor benefit plan automatically kick in? What do I lose? Now, should anything happen to the retiree? Yes, you do get 55% of the pension, but the opportunity costs, meaning what you lose, is you lose 45% of the military pension annually for the lifetime of the surviving spouse. So what does this look like for good old Rick Howard? What is his and his spouse's opportunity cost should that survivor benefit plan kick in? 
I'm going to say these numbers one more time because this is a big deal and I hope that this drives home for you. According to the spreadsheet and according to what you had calculated in the high three calculator in regards to your estimated retired pay, the opportunity cost, the amount of money that a military spouse misses out on every single year for the remainder of their life is $26,023 annually, which is 45% of the annual retired pay. These are the real numbers. So the surviving spouse gets 31000 annually, but they also lose $26,000 annually, starting at the year of 2023. So how did I do this math? I subtracted the annual benefit of the survivor benefit plan amount, which is $31,000, from Rick Howard's annual pension of $57,000, which comes out to the opportunity costs, meaning that this is the amount that the spouse is going to miss out on for the rest of their life starting at $26,000 annually. But wait, it gets worse. Here's the thing. That opportunity cost, the annual amount that the spouse loses every single year because of the inflation rates, because of interest rates, because of the retiree assumptions that we had mentioned, it continues to increase. For example, if we go to the year 2024, should anything happen to the retiree and the survivor benefit plan has to kick in in 2024, Rick Howard's annual pension, of course, given interest rates and inflations, will increase from $57,829 to $58,913. For the surviving spouse, the annual benefit goes from $31,806 to $32,402. But when we look at the opportunity costs, the money that the spouse loses increases from $26,000.23 to $26,511 annually. Now, I know that a $500 difference doesn't seem that big of a deal, but wait, it gets better. The numbers continue to increase in 2028. Four years later, the opportunity cost increases from $26,511 to $29,263. This is nearly a $3,000 increase in opportunity cost every year. A couple of years after that, in 2033, a decade after the loss of the retiree, that opportunity cost jumps from $26,000 to $33,108. So a decade later, that opportunity cost, the money that the spouse misses out on, is about $7,000 every single year. And continuing on, the opportunity costs, the money that the spouse loses out on every year continues to increase. In 2038, she loses $37,458. In 2043, she loses $42,381. Then in 2048, she is actively losing $47,950 annually. Up until 30 years later, when the surviving spouse is 73 years old. Remember, we went from an opportunity cost of $26,023 the first year to 30 years later with inflation and interest rates. The opportunity cost has gone up to $54,252 annually. By the year 2053, 30 years later, the spouse, sure, 
will receive an annual benefit of $66,000. But the service member, should they had protected 100% of their military pension, would have been receiving $120,560 annually. Instead, the spouse loses $54,252 annually. This is what 55 cups of wine looks like. The 55 cups of wine that the spouse gets moving forward may be $66,000, but it also means that they lose out on 45 cups of wine every month, which in this case calculates to $54,000 annually. Let's sit with those numbers for a little bit. If your head is spinning and you're forgetting where I got these numbers from, Remember that I am just comparing these numbers side by side from the data we inputted from Rick Howard's High 3 calculator and the SBP subsidy program. And I'll be bold to say this. I think there's a reason why they don't compare the annual pension to the survivor benefit plan side by side. I think there's a reason why they purposely don't put these numbers next to each other because they want you to see the benefit of the survivor benefit plan not in comparison to your actual pension, not in comparison to what the surviving spouse is actually going to lose out on should anything happen to the retiree, and worst of all, without any discussion of, well, what if I want to protect 100% of the military pension? Because you can. And we'll talk more about it in upcoming episodes. But until then, let these numbers sink in for a second. And if you check out the show notes of this episode later, I promise you, I will be providing a video so you can really see this visually. Oh, and by the way, let me remind you that this annual benefit that the spouse gets is broken down into a monthly pay. Should anything happen to the retiree, you have no access to a lump sum, meaning you have no access to immediate funds because there is no such thing as an SBP annual benefit. It's only monthly. In those initial stages of having lost a retiree to survive, Oh, and let's not even get into the paperwork it takes before the monthly benefit of the survivor benefit plan starts to pay out the surviving spouse. Whew. Yep. That was a lot to cover. I know. Especially because you don't have any visuals. (laughs) Uh, If you made it this far, good on you. I'm proud of you. I hope that you can appreciate that I did my best to explain this as much as possible, especially verbally. Writing this episode was truly a labor of love. And I can't wait to get this on video, but oh my gosh, was this a lot. And I hope that you appreciate it. Now that we made it to this point, and if you have been able to follow along, I am curious to know, how are you feeling? Are you happy or upset knowing that should your annual retired pay of $57,000 be reduced to $31,000 annually for your surviving spouse and family, should anything happen to you? Are you okay? with your surviving spouse and family, missing out on 45% of your military pension every year, starting at $26,000 annually and increasing, potentially up to $54,000 annually, well after you're gone. Let me wrap up by talking about what is the most important thing about military retirement anyway. And it's that monthly retired pay, that monthly barrel of wine. Let's go back to that analogy. If we divide Rick Howard's estimated annual retire pay of $57,829 into 12 months, we're looking at his monthly barrel of wine, which will be $4,819.08. 
If we were to break this down into 100 cups of wine, as I keep mentioning in the past episodes, you're looking at $48.19 per cup of wine. Oh, and remember, with SPP premiums, you have to pay 6.5 cups of wine before seeing this monthly barrel of wine. The 6.5 cups of wine, also known as your SBP premium, equates to $313.24. So really, what you're getting when you finally get your monthly barrel of wine is not $4,800, it's $4,500, to be specific. Now, if we were to look at this as daily cups of wine, which is estimated three cups a day, you're looking at $144.57. So that is the monthly barrel of wine. Now let's see how all of these numbers change if or when the survivor benefit plan kicks in. Should anything happen to Rick Howard and the survivor benefit plan kicks in, that annual retired pay of $57,000 reduces to $31,000. Basically, the surviving spouse loses $26,000. That monthly retired pay, also known as that monthly barrel of wine, it reduces from $4,800 down to $2,600. So imagine being used to receiving $4,800 a month to now only receiving $2,600. That's $2,650.50 to be specific. If the survivor benefit plan kicks in, you're losing out on $2,168.58 of that monthly barrel of wine should you had protected 100% of your pension. $4,800 reduced to $2,600 for your surviving spouse and your family. If we calculate the 100 cups of wine, which was originally $48.19, when the survivor benefit plan kicks in, that drops down to $26.51 per cup of wine. Lastly, your daily cup of wine, which is estimated to be three cups a day, goes from $144.57 a day to $79.52 a day. That's not good, my friends. These numbers are not good. That's what I think. That is my personal opinion. And I hope that in trying to articulate these numbers to you, you feel the same way. 55 cups of wine every single month versus 100 cups of wine, it's not good enough for your surviving spouse. It's not good enough for your family. And this is what happens when we actually plug in these numbers and actually see what the numbers are, especially that monthly barrel of wine, that monthly retired pay, reducing from from $4,800 to $2,600. Let me remind you that If you want to learn more about this and see the initial visuals that we do have, to download our white papers at our sponsor's website, usvetwealth.com. These white papers are tailored toward the following ranks, E7, E8, E9, O5, and O6. And in these documents, you'll be able to read more into these numbers that I have calculated for you and visually see how this plays out, at least until I have the videos ready for you. Until then, I hope that you take the time to listen to this episode again, or really sit with these numbers. I hope that so far, you have a better understanding of how to calculate your estimated retire pay on the HI3 calculator on the DoD website, and I hope that by calculating those numbers and inputting them in the Survivor Benefit Plan subsidy program, 
provided on the DOD Office of the Actuary site, you'll be able to see how much your military pension gets reduced for your surviving spouse should you keep the survivor benefit plan. Lastly, I want you to think about how interesting is it that we had to work this hard to pull up the High 3 calculator and the survivor benefit plan subsidy program to compare the numbers in separate graphs just so we can see the opportunity cost of keeping the survivor benefit plan, just so you can pull out your own calculator to discover how much money a surviving spouse loses every month, every year, should they get paid out with the survivor benefit plan. I know that this episode was heavy. I know that there was a lot to calculate. And I commend you for doing the hard work, for investing in your financial future. I hope that you took copious notes, and I hope that in becoming more educated and informed about this, you are having a more clear idea on your decision to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up for now so we can catch a breather, at least me. (laughs) But I do thank you for sticking through and investing in yourself by educating yourself on the topic of the survivor benefit plan and really understanding your military pension should anything happen to the retiree. Now for the next episode, we're going to be unpacking the statement. Well, hey, it's better to have it than to not have it, right? It's better to have the survivor benefit plan than to not have it, right? What we're going to do in the next episode is actually show the probability of a spouse needing the survivor benefit plan. What we have found out is that for some people, it is better to have it than to not have it. We're going to show you in actual numbers and actual percentages, the probability of a spouse needing the survivor benefit plan. And that's it. That's all I have to share for now. This episode was truly a labor of love. And if you made it this far, Congrats. I hope you got a lot out of today. And I hope that this is a conversation you have amongst you and your spouse. I hope that you'll join me in the next episode to answer the question What is the probability of a spouse going to need the survivor benefit plan? What is the probability that the spouse is going to get paid with the survivor benefit plan? I'm Jen Amos. Thanks for following along. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks again for choosing the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. Remember that this show is intended to be purely educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com. If you enjoyed today's show, kindly leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can also leave me, Jen Amos, a kind recommendation on LinkedIn. Remember to check out our growing list of resources at thespousebenefitplan.com. Once again, I'm your host, Jen Amos, and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now.